Welcome to Catholic Views. I'm your host, Renee Kranz. On today's show, we will have Mark Kinzemius and Dan Goler here to talk about the 25th anniversary of Christmas at the Cathedral this year. Uh, the show is back on as normal, so we're very excited to have them here to tell us uh, what will be happening and what their experiences have been over the last 25 years. First, we have Dr. Chris Bergwald. I almost said Father Chris Bergwald. Nope. Be I am a father, as Bishop yes, says, when yes, he does the same right. thing. It's not the same. That's right. Not right, quite the same. Not quite the same. Got a black shirt on. I do. I do. <laughs> For those that can't but see. But I wore the uh, oh. black t-shirt. It's no so collar. It looked like a collar. Biblical Bites with Dr. B. Renee. By the Bill, way. Bill. What's today? Wondering. Oh, Bill. That's a. That's Bill. If we don't know. I'll let you swing at that one. Yeah. Uh, the first Sunday of Advent. What year? Bill. C. Uh, is it C? Is yes. it new? Oh, yes, it's, it's a new. It's the Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. We Woo! talked about this last week. Oh, we should have had some little La- Yesterday. What time, what time, Bill, was the new year? Oh. Whenever the sun set. On Saturday. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. I need that. I need the one. Oh. All right. Uh, and what gospel are we in in year C? Renee. Uh, Luke, I think you Correct. said. Yeah. Correct. So, hey, we got good memories today. So <laughs> first Sunday of Advent, um, listen to the collect, guys. Listen to the, the opening prayer. And tell me what this sounds like. Grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that gathered at his right hand, they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom through our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, etc. What's the theme of that opening prayer? Grant your faithful, we pray, Almighty God, the resolve to run forth to meet your Christ with righteous deeds at his coming, so that gathered at his right hand, they may be worthy to possess the heavenly kingdom. Uh, the th- Theme is uh, salvation going to heaven, I suppose. Which coming? Yeah. Huh? Which coming? Of Jesus. Second. Second. Right. So the first Sunday of Advent has as its focus in in both the prayers and the re- the gospel reading, the, the second, second coming? coming of Jesus. This is the gospel reading. Jesus said to his disciples, "There will be so- from Luke. There will be signs in the moon." The sun, the moon, the stars, and on earth nations will be dismayed, perplexed by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People die of fright of anticipation of what's coming. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in cloud, cloud of power and glory. And so I'm, I'm really going fast there. You are. <laughs> I hope you caught all that. It's the, the first Sunday of Advent is always focused on not the first coming of Jesus, not the way that he comes into our lives today, but on the second coming of Jesus at the end of time. I never really thought about that. Yeah. So that's always the theme. So when it doesn't matter A, B, or C, so we're in year C um, now with loose gospel, that's what the focus is on. Okay. Looking to, not yet, we're going to turn the next couple Sundays, we're going to focus on John the Baptist and then mm, right. the preparation for Jesus's birth in terms of the gospel readings at Sunday Mass. But the, actually in the first couple weeks of Advent, if you read the daily readings as well, the the focus especially, uh, well, it, the focus is on Jesus coming at the end of time. Why is that? Uh, so, because <laughs> I mean, I know that the infancy narratives aren't long, so right. I imagine I imagine <laughs> well, they we, only have so much to work enough, with. We, we but, gotta read something. <laughs> no, but it, they so clearly it, didn't just plop anything there. So this is all about. The, so <clears throat> Jesus came to save us from our sins mm-hmm. when he was became one of us, conceived in Mary's womb, born. Um, he became one of us to save us from our sins. So the first coming ushered in the beginning of our salvation. The second coming is going to be the definitive accomplishment of our salvation. Okay. So that's what, in other words, um, 
before we turn to everything around his birth, why did he come? To save us from our sins and that'll happen most fully at the end of time. That's okay. one thing. But secondly, it's a re- it's a great transition, I think, from one year to the next. So what would we celebrate oh. last Sunday? Christ our, the King. The, the feast of our Lord Jesus Christ, King of the universe. So I, I really like this as well as a transition from the end of the liturgic, last liturgical year with its focus on Jesus's kingship mm-hmm. Uh, now to looking, yeah, we're going to be looking at his birth and so on, but the trans, the, this serves as a good transition by looking actually to his second coming at the end of time. Yeah, because it kind of reminds us of his whole purpose of exactly. coming here to begin exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. So the other thing too, because, and then the first reading um, for this Sunday, it's from Jeremiah. It's Jeremiah or Isaiah looking to the coming of the Messiah mm-hmm. who will set all things right. So I think that's the other thing too, related to what we've already said. Um the first reading is going to remind us of how the Jews were expecting a Messiah oh, to come right. to set all things right. Right. Uh, and and Jesus began that, but it's not done. Right. Yet, right. There. I'm still right. a sinner. You're definitely still a sinner. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, <laughs> but we're, we're still sinners. There's still injustice. Yep. There's still hunger and poverty and homelessness. Mm-hmm. So the work of salvation has uh, definitely been... Um, been begun, but it hasn't yet been completed. So I think by drawing our attention to the second coming, that's what it's doing. So first Sunday of Advent, we're actually looking to Jesus's second coming before his first. Yeah, uh, that's really interesting. Thanks for pointing that out. You bet. In the studio with me today, I have two great gentlemen, Mark Konzemius, who is the president of the Catholic Community Foundation for Eastern South Dakota, and Dan Goler, who will be the music director and conductor for this year's Christmas at the Cathedral. From what I understand, he has been for about the past 10-ish years. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. So thank you for being here, guys. Great to be here. I wanted us. to have you come in because this is the 25th anniversary of Christmas at the Cathedral. This is kind of a big deal. Well, it's, <laughs> uh, it's kind of hard to believe. 25 years, that just means I'm old. Uh, Dan's only 10. Uh, with it, but uh, yeah. it is it is really uh, kind of humbling when you yeah. think about it. Yeah, and uh, you just feel really blessed. How many people get to be a part of something that started as an idea and has grown to be something that um, across the region, at least for many people, yeah. it's a tradition yeah. uh, for Christmas for sure. Um, okay, before we get into that, will you? I want to have the two of you just tell a little bit about yourself so people know who we're talking to. So, Mark, will you start? Yeah, my uh, daytime job is president of the Catholic Community Foundation. And uh, for these 25 years, I've been the creator, uh, director, producer of Christmas at the Cathedral, mm-hmm. uh, something that the foundation has produced all yeah. these years. Uh, but more importantly, I'm blessed to be the husband mm-hmm. uh, uh, with, of Jeannie and uh, the father of Paul, Annie, and Helen, and now grandfather. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How long have you been in your position as president? 27 years. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I dragged my feet for two years before I finally gave in and said, okay, <laughs> fine. Bishop Carlson at the time, we'll do a production in the cathedral. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you did. And so is everybody else. So Dan, how about you? Uh, well, I'm Dan Goler. I'm uh, executive director of Harmony South Dakota, along with my wife, Heidi, and uh, our three kids who are also mm-hmm. involved and um, basically composer and Conductor and uh, music producer uh, went to Nashville after I uh, graduated from college and worked there and met my wife 
working in the music industry in Nashville. And then we moved here when we started having kids and been here 15 years now. And so got to know Mark and uh, had heard about Christmas at the Cathedral. And so just feel blessed to have the opportunity to be a a part of it for over these last. Yeah. We started using Dan's music. So we had to come and see what we were doing with it. So were you from here originally? Dan? No, I'm not. I'm from okay. the East Coast. My wife is from Worthington. Okay, so that's so, how you ended up here. Yeah. I was like, how on earth did you end up here? I mean, yeah. people do move here for apparently no reason, but yeah. uh, usually they grow up here. So, yeah. well, I'm glad you're here. Thanks. <laughs> All right. So, um, since this is the 25th year, um, uh, Mark, what does it mean for you for and, and the people who've worked on this for so many years to have made it? 25 years and it's still going and yeah. it's still, I mean, so well attended and received. Well, we're so fortunate. I think for us who've been a part of it, uh, in the inside, if you will, producing it 25 years means a lot. It gives us a reason. It's kind of like Thanksgiving it gives you a reason to draw a line in the sand of the year and say, wow, Lord, you have really blessed us. Yeah. You know, we're so fortunate. I think for the audience, it's about that experience that year there uh, for a variety of reasons, you know, for some, you know, uh, many are not Catholic who mm-hmm. come to Christmas mm-hmm. at the cathedral. So we can tell when it's somebody's first time inside, they're walking in <laughs> and they're looking all over and I go, wow, I've always wondered what it was like inside these mm-hmm. doors. And, um, and others come every year because they're, they're looking for uh, that experience, that opportunity to really lean into uh, it sounds cliche-ish, but the true meaning of Christmas. Yeah. And and so that's, for 25 years, has been so important to us. It's really reflecting upon <laughs> the fact that our God loved us so much that he incarnated into the human experience, mm-hmm. the human mm-hmm. race as a person, fully human, fully divine, uh, but in the most um, obscure kind of frail way as a baby, yeah. infant, homeless, uh, it just all these amazing things when you think about it. And Christmas at the Cathedral gives you a two-hour opportunity to kind of shut off all the noise, mm-hmm. all your to-do list for Christmas, all the things that are coming at you, and you get to just soak in uh, the reality that God loves you so much that he incarnates uh, into the human race, but, you know, the reality that he does every day, all the time, every moment in, in our lives. Right, right. I know too, I've heard you talk about this a few times, um, creating it, writing it every year. And when you say that, you know, he, he incarnated as a baby, when you think about that, he could have come any way he wanted to. He could have just arrived here 32 years old and been like, all right, guys, we have to have a talk. (laughs) But he chose not to do that and came as he did so he could live like us. And we could, we would have that example. And I think you obviously are so passionate about this program, this concert and writing it and everything. It's really beautiful to see. Yeah. I mean, uh, who wouldn't want to think about Christmas <laughs> during the 65 days of the year? That's what I get to do. It's, it's really not a burden. I've had people say, Oh my gosh, how do you, how do you, how, how can you come up with stuff and think about this? And it's not a burden. And if, if the moment I start feeling burdened by it, that's a problem because then it's about me and it's never been about right. me. God right. always provides inspiration. And, and really, I, I don't know how to write a concert. I, I'm an example of the fact that, you know, um, God works through our weaknesses. He works our humanity. 
Um, and he gives you all the graces you need and mm-hmm. all the people. He surrounds me with mm-hmm. awesome people like Dan, who are so talented. It is so unusual to have somebody who not only can be music director, not only conduct, but also can arrange right. music for the orchestra, specifically for that orchestra, for that space, for that concert. And then he also can compose. Mm-hmm. So if we can't find a song that fits right. the theme and that moment in the concert, Dan goes, well, I'll just write something. <laughs> you will? <laughs> like it's remarkable. just an everyday thing, right? <laughs> yeah. What has the experience been like for you, Dan, in working on this? I mean, it's it's was the first and, um, you know, the longest running endeavor that I've been involved in Sioux mm-hmm. Falls musically. So it's been a great blessing to our family. Just, uh, you know, I started off being involved in it and then working with my wife, Heidi, on composing some of these original songs and things that we've played. And then she's now, you know, concert master of the orchestra. So she oh, works wow. with me, which is kind of fun. Yeah. And, um, and now our oldest daughter is actually going to be playing the orchestra. So. Oh, that's great. It's just kind of, we've seen, you know, our family grow up with it. And so it's been a great experience for us yeah. all around and just become a, an annual tradition in our celebration of Christmas as well. Yeah. Uh, so I, I assume in the program, when Dan composes a song that's listed in there. Correct. Yes. Yep. So make sure yeah, this Bach, year. Beethoven, yeah. yeah. So make sure you're watching Gore. this year when, <laughs> when one's in there by Dan and you can mm. listen extra hard and say like, Hey, that guy was, I just saw him. Yeah, <laughs> I know him. Um, what has the impact of this particular charity event been on the community and, and yeah. Yeah. And the church? Well, again, humbly, uh, you know, we would suggest that, uh, our experience, um, we, we've, this will be 113 live concerts. Oh, wow. So uh, you do how many each year? So it's six. Six? Now okay. it's grown up. We started with two. Now it's six. It's 5,000 people live in, in the cathedral. Mm-hmm. We can't fit any more because it's an active parish. So there's right. weekend masses yep. and services and other things going on. So we, we pack in those six. Um, we've had 25 regional television broadcasts. It's uh, traditionally continues to be the highest viewed program on broadcast television Wow! Uh, in the region. Um, it doubles the audience of the next highest. Uh, so <laughs> it's, really, it's really quite a cool. And then four times it's been broadcast nationally, once on NBC and uh, three times on CBS across its, all of its affiliates. Yeah. yeah. So it's uh that's pretty cool. Um, just in terms of the number of people, I think though, I would like to suggest it's what it's really done is it's, it's, brought the community together. Mm-hmm. You know, we find a lot of reasons to separate and divide and I'm this, you're that, you know, whether it's philosophically, politically, mm-hmm. whatever, all those things are that can divide and, and religion too. Right. And uh, this is one time when across all religions, really people can come in, experience the beauty, the art and the architecture and the music when they all come together. Mm-hmm. And again, around this beautiful reality that you are loved mm-hmm. unconditionally, you know, and, and just to, to allow yourself to receive that. Right. We just find so many reasons even to maybe not feel we're worthy or up mm-hmm. to whatever. Mm-hmm. And God could care less about that. So he just says, I love you. I created <laughs> you, you know, yep. you're unrepeatable and, uh, absolutely unique and special. Yeah. Yeah. And that's really what Christmas cathedral is about. And so it, it's a time the community comes together. We have tremendous amount of sponsors uh, and people from across all different types of industries as well who support this. And so on a practical level, um, every year recently, we've been able to 
put in $100,000 into the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House mm -hmm. Endowment for its wow. ongoing care and maintenance for the, that's huge. the facility that's mm -hmm. open every day of the year for the homeless, mm -hmm. and another 100000 to the endowment for the ongoing care and maintenance of the Beacon of Hope of the cathedral, two beacons of hope really mm -hmm. in our community. Yeah. So it's, um, you add that up over all the years. Certainly the first year didn't raise that much money with two sure. concerts, but here's where we are today. And I think um, a, a lot of, you know, the restoration of the cathedral, the appreciation of cathedral mm -hmm. as the communities, mm -hmm. not just the Catholic churches, mother church, but it's really Beacon Hope for the entire community. A lot of those things I think are the fruits of Christmas at the cathedral. Yeah, for sure. Um, so have you heard feedback from people over the years? Like either one of you get feedback from people telling you what they thought of the concert, what, what it's been for them? Yeah. I mean, um, we do. I mean, I think that, uh, it's interesting. It's almost like a reunion in some ways. I mean, I see people that I only see once a year sometimes <laughs> at Christmas at the cathedral, at the receptions and in the audience. And mm -hmm. so I've actually, you know, made friends and gotten to know some people from oh, you know, really being cool. involved in this. And certainly um, my biggest effort in working with the orchestra and the chorus that performs in this production every year is to really make it feel like it's a community effort yeah. that yeah. they're each valued and that they can, you know, it's one of their favorite opportunities to make music here in the community. So that's definitely something that deliberately try to cultivate that among yeah. the musicians and the people that are involved. And so I think that's why you see that I think when audiences come, they experience something special in terms of the message and the story that we retell in a unique way every year. But mm -hmm. also I think that they get a sense that this is something that really is, um, and a labor of the heart, you know, yep. Yep. for the people that are involved as well. Yeah, I would agree. I think that's definitely a good way to say it. It's it's a labor of love for mm -hmm. everybody involved, for sure. And there really aren't that many opportunities that you can go and at the, again, what I would suggest is kind of the highest level of performance where you have this message. And, and we don't worry about offending somebody by celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ because mm -hmm. it's in the Catholic cathedral, people expect that. So they're not offended by right. it. Well, you know, that's not <laughs> my surprised belief. When they right? get they're there. not surprised. <laughs> so I, I think uh, what we find is so many of the audience members are, wow, thank you. I, I needed that because it's really hard in, in our mm -hmm. world today. I mentioned the to-do list, the busyness. There, there's some folks who kind of dread December yeah, uh, because of, I, I can't keep up with the expectations. It won't be the perfect Christmas for my family or whatever. And then, in a particular way, we miss our loved ones. You mm -hmm. know, I've, both my parents now have moved on from this earthly life and I have fond memories of them in the holidays. So right. it's, uh, I miss them a little bit more. Um, again, this is a, an opportunity to come and, and to be loved in, in the midst of whatever you're feeling at that moment. And uh, that's what we hear from audience members. It's, yeah. I feel like I can start Christmas now. Oh, good. I, I've been to Christmas Cathedral and I, look at it that way, 60% of our, so over, you know, we're getting close to 3,000 of the 5,000 tickets now have been sold uh, and we haven't even gone public. I mean, we're just going public with our tickets now. Right, right. So uh, that kind of shows you, I think that's specific feedback as well. Yep, yep. Um, okay, can you tell us a little bit about this year's performance? What can people expect? Well, I mean, the, obviously it's about the birth of Jesus, but it's different it is, every yeah. year. Yeah, every so, year we, yeah. we've, I uh, like to find a, a unique perspective mm -hmm. on the birth. And it's been so much fun. You just never run out of material. <laughs> you know, you'd think you would at some <laughs> you, point. Yeah, you would. I You're mean, like, you know, we look did at the nativity. <laughs> we did the shepherd. We did the, you know, the, 
but there's always a unique perspective. And this year, uh, the theme is called Be Born in Me. Mm-hmm. It's uh, from the first person perspective uh, of Mary's perspective of the birth and the incarnation. We have a fabulous actress because it's a, you know, this is a challenge to, to think, to pull mm-hmm. this off, but we're doing it because of Apollonia Davalos, who's our actress. She's phenomenal talent. And she's been here a few times now. How many? Uh, well, she's the first time uh, in Christmas at the cathedral. Okay. She is a professional actress. She does live here now. She um, had her professional training in New York. Okay. And then was uh, in some professional theater across the Midwest and um, ended up moving up here to South Dakota. And she's a member of the cathedral, believe it or not. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it's really beautiful that, yeah. um, that that's a connection. And Joe Obermuller, who's been our actor for mm-hmm. several times, part of our creative team now, Joe, Dan, and I, kind of the core creative team. Um, and he knows uh, knows her, Apollonia quite well. So, yeah, we're excited about that. Um, there's some wonderful music, and there's a, a number called Be Born In, in Me. Mm-hmm. That It's Mary's uh, kind of receiving who am I to be the mother of God, but let it be done to me according to your word. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, so uh, be born in me, you know, let my heart be your Bethlehem. Right. It's, uh, it's a wonderful message and it's really the challenge for all of us because um, the angel Gabriel appeared to Mary, uh, but really that same message is for each of us appearing to us and say, how are we going to respond? And right. Mary gives us a great role model on how to respond. Right. When did you guys start working on this? Like, I know Mark starts in the summer. Dan, and we can talk about that in a second, but Dan, when do you, <laughs> maybe he starts working right after this one's done. Huh? Yeah, we, we usually, we actually talk every year in January and okay. review the previous year show. Talk about, um, you know, just because we want to keep this thing going and, and just continue to invest in it as much as we can. So mm-hmm. we talk about what we thought went well and what we want to work on, any ideas. Cause sometimes you get ideas when you're working on it. Sure. And so you don't just want to lose those. You right. want to kind of put them away and uh, unpack them later and figure out, you know, what's the best material we have to work with mm-hmm. and ideas that come up. And so, um, but usually by about spring, late spring, we try to get together and try to get our concept and things going and really as early as we can, we yeah. try to start think Cause you know, we have to line up artists and yes. all different kinds of, schedules and things and well and really already by spring that's not a very much time to line people up is it it isn't really not not for you know the level of talent that we want to try to attract to our production so with everybody's schedules and everything going on we always want to try to have a good concept in place by i would say april or may and then start Mm -hmm. you know fleshing it out over the early our late spring, early summer so that we can get started on the work Mm -hmm. i've heard that mark goes up to his lake cabin and Rights. Yeah. Uh, that, that was, that's the rumor I've, I've heard somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Nobody in my family wants to ride with me up to the lake because they get to listen to Christmas songs. And, You're getting yourself in the mood. Yeah. Uh, but it's really the deadline uh, is pretty much by mid July. We have to have a solid mm-hmm. script mm-hmm. and the script is what drives the selection of the music, which really affirms the, the message that comes through in the, through the script. So it's kind of like the exclamation point. Um, the the point is made, the reflection, and then you get to ponder it through the music. Yeah. It's a little bit like Lexio Divina, really picturing yourself in the scripture itself. It just brings it to life. Right. Right. Yeah. How has the planning this, producing it changed in the twenty five years you've been doing this? 
Because I imagine even in yeah. 10 years for you, Dan, it's probably changed a bit. Well, I used to have a big brown box full of just papers and all this stuff. Anything Christmas I, I would grab and I would put in the box and I'd sift through it and I'd highlight like this year would have been anything with Mary and you're looking through it. Well, now you get to Google it and say anything yep. with Mary and uh, it's the digital. And then Dan can be, you know, hundreds of miles away and he say, hey, Mark, here's a link, you know, to this song mm -hmm. and, and Joe will have ideas and. And then we, we share documents and everybody's adding their creativity to it. So that's streamlined it so much. I think it's opened up so many more possibilities for us. Yeah. And then beyond that, with the restoration, um, the, it, the cathedral is restored with uh, this concert in mind and other concerts because mm -hmm. the church has always lifted up the beauty and the power of our art, architecture, and music together and how it can lift the soul. And so um, I feel like it's been enhanced tremendously. And if somebody comes to experience it in person, the lighting uh, as well that we add in with the art and architecture mm -hmm. and the music, it's, it's a pretty powerful experience. Yeah. Um, Dan, how has it changed for you? Um, I think we just found new ways to be creative. I think as you find things that work well, mm -hmm. um, you keep striving to find new things, innovations and things that we can do that continue to make the message as relevant and pertinent as we can every year. Yeah. Um, so whether you've been there every year and you tell us like, wow, I thought last year was, you know, the most inspiring, but this year, how did, you know, it's like, I never thought of it that yep. way. And so, um, and even it's interesting. I, I, I often hear from some of my friends that are priests here about, oh, you know, that was in my homily, you know, or whatever. <laughs> so I think we're really, you know, doing a good job of finding good. some really interesting insights into yeah. these stories. Yeah. And I think that, um, like Mark said, you know, the changes that have been made in the um, cathedral are as functional as they are aesthetic as yeah. well. So just, you know, the ability to really be able to hear well and to communicate effectively mm -hmm. has been enhanced by the changes that have been made, in addition to all the beauty that's yes, been brought for out sure. For sure. to the visual part of it as well. Yeah. I think it's really important for, especially if you go every year or if you've gone before and you're like, oh, I've seen it before. I don't need, but it's different every year. So please go back again. We're almost out of time, but Mark, I want to make sure that we can tell people how to get tickets, when mm -hmm. are the concerts, that very important information. Uh, concerts, December 16th through the 19th. That's mm -hmm. Thursday through Sunday. Uh, they're 7.30 PM on those four nights and then one o'clock on Saturday. Okay the 18th and the Sunday, the 19th at 2 PM tickets are available online. Mm -hmm. CCFESD.org, CCFESD.org. Uh, you can call if you want to do it the right. old fashioned way, 988-3765. Also at the local Sioux Falls, local Hy-Vee stores. You yeah. can go to the customer service and buy oh, a yeah. ticket there too. And I know a lot of um, parishes will put together a bus. And yeah, send a bus we've down. got, I think, five buses yeah. coming from yeah. across the area. Yeah. So you might yeah. want to check with your parish if you're out of town to see if they have a bus and you can you can join that group. So that's always fun. Yeah. What a good way. I bet they, they probably are singing Christmas carols on the way down. <laughs> Surely, right? Absolutely. Yeah, they have a lot of fun. They have well, a thank lot you fun. so yeah. much for being here, you guys. Um, I hope everything goes well. I know Bill will be handling some of the video stuff, uh, the, the streaming television stuff. broadcast. Yep. 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 So that's always fun. Uh, I asked him if I could help with audio and he said, no, you have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what he said to me. So he's probably right for that, for that extent. It's much different than what happens at TV, uh, Sunday TV mass. So much bigger deal. Thanks again for being yeah, here. Great to be here. And, um, yeah, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah. Thanks. 
All right. Um, if you want to find this show on video, if you aren't watching it that way already, if you're only seeing it on radio, you can go to YouTube and find us at SF Diocese anytime. That is it for us today. Hope you'll join us again next week for more Catholic News.